This is Don Hollenbeck in Oklahoma country. In exactly 27 minutes and 30 seconds at high noon on this 22nd day of April 1889, you will see the biggest land grab in the history of the United States. The simultaneous roar of about 100 cannon and rifles around a more than 200-mile boundary will start 100,000 Nebraskans, Buckeyes, Hoosiers, Jayhawkers, Texans, Razorbacks from Arkansas on a wild race for free land. For this is the day and this is the hour President Benjamin Harrison has set for the opening of the unassigned prairie. In 27 minutes, 1,887,000 acres of blue stem grass, which once fed grazing herds of buffalo and cattle, will be marked with signs saying, Keep off. No trespassing. Private property. April 22nd, 1889, the Oklahoma country. You are there. The Oklahoma Land Run. Uncle Sam is waiting to give away 12,000 free shares of American Prairie, and 100,000 are waiting to make a run for it. CBS takes you back 60 years to the wildest land grab in history. All things are as they were then, except for one thing. When CBS is there, you are there. You are there, produced and directed by Robert Louis Cheon, is based upon authentic historical fact and quotation. And now, April 22nd, 1889, the Oklahoma Prairie and Don Hollandale. So this lonely depot here in the heart of the Oklahoma Prairie will be shattered by the roar of Land-hungry thousands massed around its borders. But now, all you can hear in this small wooden shack is casual conversation of the waiting cavalry, the telegraph key of the Santa Fe station master. Beyond that, no sound but the sigh of the April wind, the occasional cry of a crow flying past. On the way down here, I passed big thickets of cottonwood, burr oak, walnut, elm, locust, and persimmon. Plums grow wild along the streams, and I don't know how many prairie chickens, jackrabbits, deer, and coyotes we passed in the train. When I first stepped off at Oklahoma Station, a cavalry lieutenant stepped up and tapped me on the shoulder. All right, he said, mister, back on the train. I had to do some talking to persuade him I was here only to report the run, not to take part in it. Meanwhile, soldiers walking up and down the platform kept shouting, all persons stopping off will be arrested, and when the train started up again, they yelled, all boomers aboard. The boomers, of course, are those men who for about ten years have been agitating to have the Oklahoma country open for homesteading. Waiting here beside me is the cavalry lieutenant who stopped me when I got off the train. He's Lieutenant Maxwell Russell from Fort Reno in the Cheyenne Territory west of here. Lieutenant Russell's well-heeled with a Winchester and sidearm. Lieutenant Russell, you still don't think I'm going to grab a piece of land, do you? I'll arrest you if you do. I'm quite sure you would. Lieutenant, how many cavalrymen and infantrymen have been detailed to cover this run? About 2,000, I think. Let's see. Uh, men from Fort Reno and Fort Smith. They're strung out all up and down the borders. Gunshot hearing from each other. Well, what are you supposed to do? Our orders are to see if the law is not broken. What law? The law of the run. Well, what is that law? What does it say? They can't start across the line before 12. Nobody must enter and occupy before noon. That's what the proclamation says. Suppose somebody does, then what? They'd be arrested. Well, what happens then? I can tell you they'd never be able to stake a claim in Oklahoma country. I see. Do, do you think anybody will try to jump the gun? Just this morning we pulled half a dozen men out of the woods. 
Now, if you weren't in the Army, Lieutenant, would you be taking part in this run? I'm an Army man. Thanks very much, Lieutenant Russell. A week ago, Santa Fe Station Master Andrew Jackson Bluebar was transferred from Topeka, Kansas, to Oklahoma Station here. He's taken a minute from his heavy duties to answer a few questions yeah. for us. Mr. Bluebar, it's going to be a big day for the Santa Fe, isn't it? The biggest in the Santa Fe history. We're going to carry more people in less time and make more money than any line in the country. Why, from Wichita to Gainesville, the side day, it just choked with freight, food, lumber, and supplies of all kinds. Well, shut the I sold tickets all night long. And the depot in our Kansas City, Kansas, sold 1,024 tickets for one train alone. And they got three engines down at Purcell waiting to shoot up north with 26 coaches. People drunk in the train, shooting out the windows. Oh, <laughs> I tell you it. How come you've got all this freight here even before the run begins? Well, the people are shipping this. They're in here to have them all ready to start building. They want to be the first. Some of them are going to find the food that they sent is rotted. It's been waiting so long. It's too bad throwing away good food like that and money and... Do you think there'll be many people making the run by train? Oh, yes, sir. There's 50,000 of them coming up from Purcell and down from Cherokee Strip. As soon as the gun goes off, the, the train starts for Oklahoma. Well, that kind of gives them a head start over the others, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe that's what they think, but the Santa Fe is helping nobody break any laws. Been a runner between Kansas and Texas for 27 years. And the train ain't going no faster than a horse can gallop. If people don't like it, they can jump off and run. <laughs> this is a run, isn't it? Thanks very much for your very valuable time, Andrew Jackson Blueball. It's 11.38 now, Oklahoma time, at the starting lines in Purcell, Fort Reno, the Cherokee Strip, the Indian Meridian. Thousands of land-hungry Americans are growing more tense as the time gets nearer to noon. And waiting to receive them in the Kingfisher Land Office is Cash M. Beale, a government land clerk. Ken Roberts is with him, so come in, Ken Roberts. Kingfisher, a stop on the stagecoach route down from Kansas, houses one of the two government land offices set up to handle this run. The land office itself is nothing more than a rough wooden hut, but here inside there's a neat pattern of maps, files, almanacs, calendars, and heavy legal reference books. And behind a clean, orderly desk waiting for action is the man who has arranged all this in perfect organization, Mr. Cash M. Beale. What's the M for, Mr. Beale? Merkin. Cash Meckin Beale. I see. Uh, Mr. Beale, did you check that clock on the wall? The answer's obvious. Well, then in 21 minutes by that clock, you're going to be busier than a bird dog. Uh, when the Oklahoma country is open... Oh, I'm sorry, this land is all too often called so loosely Oklahoma country on maps. On maps it is shown as unassigned land. At the close of the war between the states... Civil war. The war between the states. The Creek Nation ceded the entire western half of their lands to the United States for 30 cents per acre, a total cost to the government of $975,500, for the purpose of locating their armed Indians and freed men. Oh, Mr. Beale. The smaller tribes were thereupon brought in and given reservations on this territory, but not all of it was occupied. Well, did the Indians... Unassigned was that part of the land ceded by the Creeks, bounded on the north by the Cherokee Outlet, the east by the Indian Meridian, the west by 96 West Longitude, the south by the Canadian River. Well, when the... Congress... In 1886, Congress authorized the president to start negotiations with the Creeks, Cherokees, and Seminoles for the purpose of opening to settlement under the Homestead Laws the unassigned lands of the Indian Territory. Uh, the government paid the Creek Nation, therefore, a total of $2,280,000. It was ratified by Congress and approved by President Cleveland on the first day of March in this year, 1889. Yes. 
So, on the 23rd of March, the new President Harrison, having been inaugurated on the 4th, issued a proclamation setting the time and date upon state entry as the hour of noon on this 22nd day of April, exactly 19 minutes and 31 seconds from now. Any questions? Uh, y- yes, uh, I should like to know what size the lots will be. The town side or homestead? Oh, there's a difference? Oh, yes, homestead lots, 160 acres each, town lots, unspecified, oversight of the government. Stupid, stupid. Well, what I want to know is where the town sites are, yeah. how you file an entry, and what laws will govern the new settlers. The town sites, Kingfisher, Guthrie, Oklahoma Station. Filing entry at the land office either here at Kingfisher or Guthrie, taking the oath that you did not enter and occupy before noon on the 22nd day of April. However, there is absolutely not a single law provided oversight of the government again. We can expect murders, that disorder, violent quarreling, or the conflicting claims... I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to shoot me. Uh, how do you get a town lot? Um, I've answered that. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you, Mr. Beale. Yes, indeed. The, indeed. Uh, the people for whom land agent Beale is so completely prepared are impatient at this moment to be the first to reach Mr. Beale. Oh, I know. I John know. Daly is with those now waiting to make the run from the south border. Come in, John Daly. Part of the public domain and were therefore open to settlement. 
We fought in and out of Congress to make the government see that. And all we got was trouble. Well, did a lot of you try to settle? Well, at one time, we had a colony of 500 people and 250 wagons. Now, we're waiting here for the gun, just like any Johnny come lately. You know, we've lost our homes. Captain Payne lost his life. And now somebody sneaks the land out from under our nose. How did Captain Payne die, Mr. Ward? Some of us think he was poisoned by whom? Don't ask me who did it. Payne had enemies. Some people still don't want this good grazing land cut up into homesteads. We take the cattle men. The Boomer's family sleeps under the open sky. We sit around the campfire and eat beans, and seven stockmen fatten their cattle while men starve. Why, you think the cattle kings want to lose this rich land that they've been fattening their cattle on? For years they've been fattening thousands and thousands of heads of steers on millions of acres of prairie, for which they paid the Indian rent with only a two cents an acre. Don't ask me why Oklahoma hasn't been open to home-hungry people Face Jerusalem and say, the time has come. Thank you, Mr. Ward. Hey, you Thank soldier, you for coming up. Tempers have long passed the breaking point here on the south border. There are 100,000 people in this run and 1,887,000 acres. At 160 acres a lot, well, that's roughly 12,000 shares. A lot of people are going to have to go back empty-handed. A few minutes ago, a man ran up and asked me to exchange signatures, dates, addresses with us. In case there's any doubt later on, he said, as to his entering lawfully, I could be his witness. What if they don't believe me either, I asked him. In that case, I'll convince him with this with his reply, and he tapped his carbine. You know, one family that's taking everything in this run is the family of Mr. John Lee of Axel, Kansas. At sundown yesterday, Mrs. Laura Lee and her two children pulled in here with her wagon and ox team. There's a plow lashed to one side of the wagon, a crate of chickens is wired to the other, and inside, well, is just an assortment of bedding, pots and pans, and baskets of food. Mrs. Lee... What? Just a moment. Just a moment. Down the line, calling all Republicans. There's an election starting up here. There's a man on a horse, another one on a mule. They're riding up and down the line, calling all Democrats and all Republicans. And there's another party, the Sinners. Now, he's right here now, 
keeping an eye on this interview and protecting his mom. Well, how do you feel about your mother making the run, Donald? Well, I'm lighter. If I rode the horse, I'd get there faster. I thought that's a good peek of bottom land. And I wouldn't let nobody take it from me either. He can't make a run. Wouldn't do any good if he did. You have to be 18 to file a claim. He's only 15. Oh, I'd get up there and I'd come back and get you. That horse would go under me. I'm not as heavy as you are, Ma. Oh, uh, you're so brave. You can just take care of Nona in the wagon. Nona here looks as if she can take care of herself. How about that, Nona? I'm awfully excited. Boy, are we going to have an awful lot of fun in Oklahoma? Why, Nona, what are you going to do about school in Oklahoma? Oh, well, I can learn it. I went through six grades. See, we'll get us a good quarter section. First year, we'll plant it in wheat. We'll sell the wheat and buy lumber. This thing we're going to do when we get our clean dollar is to bring coal home. Yeah, that's right, Ma. Well, good luck to all of you. Good luck to you, Mrs. Lee, and Thank you, Donald, and you, Nona. In just ten minutes, you can start that ride for that piece of bottom leg you want. Your mother better ride fast, because there'll be 100,000 others racing against her. And some of them will be coming in on the train. Waiting on the edge of the Cherokee Strip up north, where that train will start from, is Ned Calmer. Go ahead, Calmer. This is Ned Calmer. I'm jammed in here in the baggage car of a Santa Fe train waiting on the edge of the Cherokee Strip. There are three engines here waiting for the starting signal, each pulling eight coaches. And in every coach, men are fighting for space. Two men tried to ride the cowcatcher and had to be forcibly removed by the United States Army. And there was more excitement when the conductor tried to stop an overwrought barber from shooting out the windows in the coach. Well... The barber won a general vote of sympathy around here, and now all the windows and all the coaches are shot out. And then here are the imagine with over a thousand aspiring people jammed into eight coaches and jostling for position here beside the farmers, the land-hungry clerks, the mill hands, are 35 businessmen who club together as the Oklahoma Town Company, coming from the Kansas towns of Burlington, Garnett, uh, Greeley, Colony, Baldwin, and Paola. They formed the Oklahoma Town Company for their mutual assistance and protection in the run. Beside me here now is one of them, Mr. Cassius M. Dyke, a feed and grain dealer from Burlington, who's hoping to get a town lot in Oklahoma Station. Mr. Dyke, what's the land company going to do for you in this run that you couldn't do for yourself? Well, protect me against other land companies, for one thing. And what could other land companies do to you? Well, let me put it this way. A town's got to be surveyed and planted, right? Right. Well, now you want to be with a company that does the planning. Then you're pretty sure that your claim isn't suddenly declared a public street. By planting, you mean charting. That's it. You say, here's a street and here's a lot. And the man who's got a lot where you say there's a street is out of luck. But doesn't the government decide that? The government made no provision for that. Oh, I see. Uh, you mentioned other town companies, Mr. Dyke. Do you mean any specific ones? I haven't heard of any others in particular. But that's just good business. Uh-huh, but what happens if you run into another company that started planting from a different point and they declare streets where you've got luck? That's why every member of the Oklahoma Land Company is going to have 34 men behind them. 
I think I'm beginning to understand, Mr. Dyke. That's pretty smart. Uh, you told me before that your equipment is already being shipped into Oklahoma Station. I don't suppose you had any trouble getting it down from Kansas? No, not in the least. The division superintendent of the Santa Fe is a member of the Oklahoma Town Company. And naturally, you've got a good surveyor. J.H. Harrison, cousin to President Harrison. Of course. Well, Mr. Dyke, if organization helps, you people are in. Business is business, you know. So it is, Mr. Dyke. It sure is. And thank you very much. And now there's one man on this train today who frankly admits that he's here just for the ride. His name is Ambrose Sutter. His business is Catholic. This is uh, a pretty good show, Mr. Sutter, don't you agree? This run reminds me of Hanging Day at Fort Smith. Hanging Day? You came in days ahead of the occasion. You camped on the ground and slept out because you wanted to make sure of a ringside seat when the trap fell. That's what this run is like to me. Uh, Hanging's not a very pleasant thought, Mr. Sutter. Don't you uh, approve of this run? Mr. I think this run is the worst tragedy that ever happened to the United States of America. Tragedy? You watch and see. There'll be starvation. There'll be ghost towns. This land is not farming land. This is grazing land. It's only good for cattle. By next spring, all these people coming in now, they'll be begging the government for a handout. Uh, did you graze your cattle here, Mr. Sutter? Hmm? Uh, mostly up in the uh, Cherokee Strip. Oh, I see. Pretty soon, homesteaders are going to start fighting to have that open to them, too. You give them an inch, they want a mile. In the end, they'll be hurting not only themselves, but everybody else. Uh, how do you mean, Mr. Sutter? Well, look what they did to the land in Kansas. They plowed it up to the rains, watched it, the wind blew it away. They ruined one part of the West. Now they're coming down to ruin another. They're worse than locusts. They're a plague. The government doesn't seem to think so. They begged and scratched around Washington until the government couldn't do anything about it. This country's too soft, too easy. Like a mother with a sick kid. She gives it everything till the whole family's ruined. The sick kid doesn't get better anyway. These men with holes in their pockets. The only reason they're here is because they couldn't make a go of it where they came from. They're taking away our grazing land. They're going to ruin the cattle industry. They're going to send the price of meat sky high. There's going to be inflation. Then we'll have a depression. You said it, mister. I'm here just for the ride. And you and everybody else is going to take it with me. Downhill. Fast. Well, thank you, Mr. Sutter. A little over four minutes now to the starting gun. This is Ned Calmer. I return you to Don Hollenbeck in Oklahoma Station. We've had a little excitement here ahead of schedule. Just a few minutes ago, two cavalrymen brought in a man they caught hiding in the thickets a few miles from here. Lieutenant Russell tells me the man's going to be taken to Fort Reno, where he'll be held for trial. Meanwhile, he's given me permission to ask the prisoner some questions. The prisoner's standing right here with me. Do you mind telling me your name? I, I don't mind. My, my, my name is Jason Hill. Why did you come into the territory before the deadline? I don't know about any deadline. There's no deadline. That's the president's proclamation. And I an occupy. That's what it says. And I an occupy. I wasn't occupying any land. I wasn't going to file until after 12. Well, 100,000 other people seem to think it means you can't enter before 12. But they just don't know the law. By, by rights, this whole run is illegal. This, this land is part of the public domain. Pu public domain belongs to the people. 
people, and anybody can enter at any time. Well, the authorities just don't see uh, they, it. They, they're wrong. The authorities are wrong. They, they should read the proclamation. All right, that may be, Mr. Hill, but meanwhile, you're out of the run. You can't get any land here. Well, well, well then there are about a hundred others who shouldn't either, because there are a hundred others hiding out there right now. Well, well they even got their wagons. They, they even got their wagons. Uh, as soon as the run goes off, they're going to come out of the woods and start turning up the forest, turning up the forest. They, they, they caught me. They, they ought to take them in, too. Either it's right or it's wrong. I, I didn't break any law. The law says they're not occupied. That's Thank what you, it Mr. Hill. Thank and you I, very much. Thank and you. And I'm occupied. Okay, and I'm sir. Just two and a half minutes, man. Well, the tension that's sweeping the borders is beginning to infect us here, too. Two and a half minutes to go. Time for John Daly on the south bank of the Canadian River and the actual start of the run, so take it, John Daly.
Oklahoma Land Run, another broadcast in the series You Are There, produced and directed by Robert Louis Sheehan. The Oklahoma Land Run was written by Sylvia Berger. Next week, February 8, 1587, England, the execution of Mary, Queen of Scots. You are there. Tonight on CBS, Ginger Rogers will be heard as the star on the family hour of stars' comedy, The Capture of Kitty Stone. Miss Helen Hayes will be heard as the star of the comedy success, The Farmer Takes a Wife. And Eve Arden will again be heard as our Miss Brooks. The Jack Benny Show will be heard over all of these same CBS stations. The rest of the stars and programs will be heard over most of these stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>